what's up dudes what's up dudes what's up dudes welcome back to the incredible fantasy football podcast week six of the nfl season we've got an early episode this week hopefully uh we can give out some some good fantasy advice you know because we're giving people more more heads up than just a day or two <laughs> exactly you're coming up with the hot waiver pickups just in time because everyone's gonna be just listening in at like 1 a.m right when we post it <laughs> right before the deadline comes through. i don't think I we're i don't think it's gonna be out in time for waiver <laughs> advice <laughs> i thought we were dropping this at like midnight so everyone can get in right before unless we get our deadline. one live follower yeah everyone's midnight streaming this one <laughs> Um, but we had another roller coaster of a week, both for, for fantasy and our beloved Minnesota Vikings. I mean, for the Vikings game, we lost, uh, which really kind of kills the season. I'm, I'm team tank, but we'll see how that goes. But JJ, he's going to the IR with a hamstring injury. Does that Man. make you sad? It's bad for, it's bad for the Vikings. It's bad for fantasy. It's bad for the NFL. I mean, it's yeah, just truly. overall not a good thing to happen so uh yeah everyone should be sad yeah someone that has them in two leagues sucks um yeah yeah and obviously like you said one of the best players in the nfl just sucks i mean it's just like the the cherry on top of a terrible beginning of the season if not entire season for the vikings and yeah, we, yeah. We, we'll, we'll get to it later but if this is the reason why we tank it might be a win for years ahead it absolutely could if this is the reason that we go and we get a, a Caleb Williams, Drake May, and turn the franchise around. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Last week in fantasy, I beat Braden. Oh. A fairly close matchup. You guys are both beating me. This is not <laughs> what I planned. You're not supposed to beat Man. me. I don't know. <laughs> it hurts. You guys were podcast locked. brothers. Like, come on. Like, why are you doing this to me? Braden, I have no business being three and two. I'm I'm glad I am. Don't get me wrong. 100%. But I am a pretender right now in this league. Um, hey, <laughs> but I'm making all, a run. It, as long as I can keep getting pickups. wins right now. Yep, exactly. It's all about those savvy pickups. I did it last year. I had a rough run, and then you can go on a run. So, hey, you're, I'm, I'm you keeping no myself pretender. alive. It's a competitive league, and the records are competitive. It's been... Uh, it's been pretty savage out there. Everyone except for Eric is having a good time this year. Um, but yeah, three out of the four lowest scoring teams in our league are in the top five. That includes Garrett at the number five spot in our Let's league. Go. Um, somehow you almost lost after Thursday night. You played Fields and DJ Moore. They got you 78 points. And then if you would have just started George Kittle, you would have lost. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I I had a pretty rough going, but I, I was still the highest scorer in the league. So were congratulations, Garrett. I deserve a win. Yeah, the uh, the worst team in uh, in our digital football league, Matt, our, our artist. He uh, he was the highest scorer in that league too. So maybe some similarities there between the the worst teams in the league scoring the most points. <laughs> league five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough enough jabber. Uh, let's let's get into our puff puff pieces. Um, let's get going on fantasy talk for week six. Um, and I just wanted to touch back on last last episode. I continued the trend of benching a top running back every week. I decided to bench Brees Hall last week, and he was the number three running back overall. So led to I mean, an excellent the, pick for my uh, Stone Cold picks of the week. I mean, I, I think thankfully and non thankfully, you you lost a chain. 
Uh, oh, so hurts. so now you now you have to start Brees, and this, this, this can't this can't keep going. This issue exactly. you have. I refuse to bench a running back next week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting there watching him with anticipation to see how it played out, and I was like, "Well, we're gonna be talking about this on the pod next week." <laughs> I mean, unless Zach Charbonnet counts, I have no other running backs on my roster. You so. never know with Zach Charbonnet; it could happen. <laughs> Watch out. Um, one other headline that, that was just absurd. I mean, if you didn't hear about this, I, you must be living under a rock. Al Michaels during an interview said that he's never knowingly eaten a vegetable. <laughs> Can this possibly be true guys? I, I don't think it's possible that it could, <laughs> that it could be true. The dude's almost like 70 years old, probably yeah. is 70. <laughs> I mean, he's had to have eaten a vegetable at some point in his life. Right. <laughs> I feel like he's talking about like since he uh, was of you know been, been able to control what he ate. I feel like that has to be the case, but still, that's like, crazy. Like, like since imagine... he's eighteen. Yeah. No, no. I I think he said that his parents like could. I don't know that he he said he's never knowingly eaten one, or by <laughs> choice. Maybe it was was the the words, but either way, crazy. <laughs> Wild. Like, how is he still alive right now? What a legend! A real question. True. Yeah, true legend. How is he still announcing such great games despite all obstacles? And despite Chris Collinsworth by his side, I, well, no, he's he's on Thursday Night Football now, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, he's with uh, the college former analyst. And people have been ripping on him for a little bit, so maybe that's why the lack of energy. It's like he's he's, he's been giving vitamins. up on his Thursday night games. It's... Yeah, I need some vitamins. That's the issue for sure. <laughs> all right. Um, other news heading into uh, Week Six here. We've got two teams on by, the Packers and Steelers. Packers had a very disappointing Monday night. The Steelers are also a very underwhelming fantasy team. So not a lot of like huge team impacts with those two teams, I, I feel like. Um, and we talked about the Jefferson injury. He's on the four-week IR. Uh, James Conner, he's on the four-week IR. And then Garrett mentioned it, Devon A-Chain, he's got a knee injury. Potentially could be on the four-week IR. Um, Brutal. <laughs> quarterback. He's, he's maybe on the four-week IR. He's out at least three to four weeks with a sprained shoulder. So a lot of fantasy starters down in one week. Tough injury week. Hate to yeah. see it. All the ceiling, uh, it's, guys. It's, it's, it's making uh, these decisions even harder. Oh, yeah. There's less guys playing with all the bye weeks and all the injuries. That's tough. This is the, the grindy time of fantasy football. Just got to keep winning. Exactly. <laughs> Find a way to win. <laughs> Bite some uh, kneecaps. Get up there. You got it. <laughs> I, I I guess. Uh, is there any anything that we need to recap from Justin's big trade with Matt last week? He traded for Justin Jefferson. He traded away Saquon, Brian Robinson, and Calvin Ridley. I mean, still, that doesn't look that horrible right now. We don't know if Saquon's going to be back this week either, and Brian Robinson isn't doing you a lot. Calvin Ridley had a great week, but yeah. It's tough. I mean, it's what you do. That's what happens when you're, you're shooting from your hip and making moves like that just happens. But I still think it was the right move at the at the time for sure. And if All it's right, only well, four weeks, you still have Justin Jefferson to finish the season. Yeah, but he started out in three. Thankfully, he, he, he won and moved to two and three last week. But he's got a, a four week storm here. He's got a weather. But he got no, it wasn't the Cooper Cup with him. Either way. Yes. T- tough trade for Justin. <laughs> um, and Braden, you made a trade. This week in in another league, you want to bring that one up? Yeah, so I'm 
I'm out in the middle of the mountains in Durango and I get this trade to say, hey, I send a trade to you, which in this league, no one ever trades, by the way. So this is crazy. But he's like, I'm going to offer Derrick Henry for David Montgomery straight up. My initial reaction was like, I'm not trying to move David Montgomery. Are you kidding me? This guy is a freaking beast. And I sat on it for a while, sat it on over the weekend, and then I decided I decided to just go with the name, go with the the production, and uh, go with the role, and I went in on Derrick Henry. And honestly, I don't know how it's going to play out. I feel a little – feel pretty nervous about it. It could go either way. It could totally screw me, but I felt like it was one of those shots I had to take. So I want, I want your guys' take on it, but first, it's a standard league. Foremost. I was going to say, who did you guys both win your matchups after the trade last week? We did. Yep. Okay, so that's, that's why I made the move because I would have stuck with Montgomery if I felt like I was going to lose that matchup, but I had a pretty, I was pretty leveraged on this guy. I was like, I, I, I can weather the storm. So I, I did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously first, first week it looked a little tough, you know, obviously. I want to hear from you, Garrett. Yeah. I think that the, the threat of Tajay Spears is actually real. I mean, you're seeing it with the amount of work that he's getting. Uh, but it's still Derrick Henry, and you can't go wrong. Derrick Henry's a he, he's an RB1. I mean, I feel comfortable starting him every week. I don't think it's going to be so much so that he's not going to be startable and playable. It is in the realm of possibility that David Montgomery outscores him the rest of the season just because that Lions offense is rolling. For and sure. it's tough to bench him and have that consistency of just thinking, I'm probably going to get a touchdown every single game. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if it were for me, for it's really close. I, I might lean Montgomery, especially seeing one more week. Um, but I mean, at the time, I think I even said Henry if it was just one year. For sure, I I want to say before Sunday when you texted this, I was leaning the David Montgomery sign, and then after Sunday, it really confirmed David Montgomery's the better fantasy asset. Now, could he lose time later in the season if Gibbs somehow steals a portion of that running back share? Absolutely. But if everything kind of stays the same with these two offenses as it has been the first five weeks, give me Dave Montgomery all day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'll say it was not an easy decision. I think what tipped the scales for me um, was, you know, Henry's typically been better in the later months. So I was playing a little bit into that. The playoff schedule was a little bit better. And then again, that threat of that first round top, you know, 12 pick in the draft, potentially taking a little more role later. And we really haven't seen the Lions come from behind, you know, have a really, you know, a bad, uh, you know, lose a big lead and have to make a big comeback. So I thought, you know, Jameer Gibbs is getting a little more action during that time as it progresses. So that's another factor. But it, I took it 100% knowing I could get totally burned. I can't fault you at all. King Henry has, has won people leagues so many times, and he could absolutely do it do it again this year. I mean, guys, so, he finishes Miami, Houston, Seattle, Houston. I mean, that's a great. You, you know he dominates Houston. He's he's gonna get you thirty <laughs> points in the championship. Just he's, you got you got to get him there. Absolutely. Well, all right. Um, well, let's let's move in here quick to our budding stars. Um, I know waivers haven't processed yet, but these are guys that are not that well owned. That if they make it through waivers, maybe you want to pick them up this week and stash them, or they'll break out. So, Garrett, do you want to start us off with uh, your guy that's owning less than fifty percent of leagues that uh, you're thinking about picking up this week? Yeah, last week he was at my guy for in twenty five percent of leagues. So he's he's moving up the chain. It's Ty J Spears. 
It's the I mean, third I, time you brought him up in five weeks, Garrett. I, I, th- I think I uh, he, he's, he's seeing his productivity grow. Uh, he's seeing his he gets more opportunities and he looks good. So it's it's tough to say uh, bench this guy when or, or sit this guy when he, he he could take over the job. Not completely. There's no way it's Derrick Henry. But uh, if Derrick Henry goes down. This is a, a RB one, no question. Yeah, he's hot on everyone's radar. Uh, Braden, who's your guy owned in less than 50% of leagues? I feel like I'm just, you know, I f- it feels like a cheap pick because I know he's a top waiver wire pickup this week, but it's Roshan Johnson. Um, you know, he's got a good schedule coming up. I think Herbert, he's going to be gone at least a week. It could be more. And Roshan has a legitimate chance to take over as the lead back during that time. It's a good schedule. Um, he does have the concussion, so you do have to be aware he could potentially miss this week and then it'll be the Deontay Foreman show. But, um, you know, I think he's a slam dunk pickup, especially with how our RB hungry people are in general this year with all the terrible RB injuries that have happened. So, um, yeah, he's very justifiably the number one pickup of the week. And, and he could make it through waivers. You never know. Uh, my guy, Jaleel McLaughlin, um, Denver running back. He didn't seem like he was going to repeat what he did and then he did even more and so this denver offense he's he's earned a piece of it um you could see him being that nasty rb2 that a guy somehow just keeps riding as the season goes on (laughs) um so i mean he's he deserves to be owned in in leagues and i think he'll probably bump above that 50 percent this week um garrett who's your guy owned in less than 25 percent of leagues you want to talk about uh chuba hubbard uh I think same reason as as Tajay, except he's probably more likely to take over the job than Tajay, um, especially outright. And I mean, he's been productive with his carries as well. It's not nearly as good of an offense, but I mean, if, if he's the sole back there somehow or the majority back there somehow, I mean, you could definitely get a good fantasy player out of that. For sure. Braden, who's your guy? Yeah, I went with Josh Downs. Um, you know, I don't, think his ceiling is insanely high but while Anthony Richardson is out I think he's a great flex pickup I know bye weeks are tough Um, I think he's just a guy that can get you a safe 10 to 12 points every week uh, with Minshew in just because you know he's gonna be checking it down a lot more while Richardson would probably be running and scrambling in those times he's gonna be a lot more likely to check it down Minshew is so um, I just think Josh Downs like I said great buy fill in if you need a receiver to fill in the flex yeah I've got my eyes on him um the last guy I'm going to bring up here, Wandale Robinson from the New York Giants. I know that we stay away from that offense, but he was out the first few weeks here. And now he's he's been kind of the top target guy. They want to work him into the office here now that these last two weeks. And so he's a guy I loved last year, and I, I kind of liked going into this year. And obviously, I picked him on my Giants receiver uh, bet. So I believe in the guy, and, and he's been seeing a little bit of work. So. Wandale Robinson could end up being the the wide receiver to own there in New York. Um, that's it for our budding stars. Hopefully, some of some of those are uh, some league winners. You never know. But it, it's time for us to get into our our next segment here. It's who's higher. Uh, trying to do a little value check, a trade talk on a, a few different players that are rising or falling in value. Um, so Garrett, do you want to start us off with the guy you want to talk about, figure out his value on that's uh, maybe rising at the time? Yeah, I'm going Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's been uh, just kind of rising week after week, and it's, he just kind of keeps getting better and better. 
as the season goes on here and the schedule looks great too. Um, want, want to see what we're, we're thinking he's worth. All right. I mean, yeah, he dominated against the Vikes and the week before that, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a good running back right now. Um, honestly, I, I don't, I can't even think of what, level of like wide receiver I would target for Pacheco if if that was kind of the move. Braden, do you have any thoughts? It's really tough with Pacheco because it, it's easy to, you know, get get hyped up on the touchdowns and, you know, think that he's a lead guy. He is a little bit game script dependent. So it's like you don't want to overpay for him, but he's a great piece for your roster. Like the guy can smash great matchups. So I mean I feel like, you know, a wide receiver too that you don't believe in that might have potential. Like, um, you know, I, I'm someone that believes in him, but maybe potentially like a Christian Watson would be a, a great, you know, if you're not big on Christian Watson, like Christian Watson for Pacheco might be a good pick. I'm personally, I personally like Watson, so I might not do that, but I think that would get it done. I was even thinking, uh, going off that, stepping up the receiver another tier here, I'd say, what about like, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, Ayuk's value has gone down a little bit. Um, I think that you could justify it as an offer. Both of these guys were drafted later in drafts, kind of those middle rounds. They're not like that high value guy typically that you think of. Um, I think that you could throw the offer out. It might get a nibble. I think that's a good um, I was thinking maybe that Marquise Brown range, or Ooh, yeah. I don't even know. I was going to bring him up next, but my guy's Adam Thielen. Um, so kind of like these, these wide receiver twos that are just consistent every week. Cause that's kind of what Pacheco is. He's kind of an RB two. That's just consistent every week. That, that holds a lot of value these days. It certainly does. We're five weeks into the season. We're, we're getting to see the trends in some of these players. So if you can lock in double digits at, at one of your spots every week and you need help at running back or you need help at wide receiver, Pacheco is a guy that, you know, people value, but you know, you can get him for a decent value too. Yeah. I, I do think that Brandon Ayuk level is pretty good because if I was I, an Ayuk owner, I would actually be trading Pacheco, Ayuk for Pacheco. And I think he commands more right now than Watson just because he's been on the field and he's proven more. Um, and obviously the San Francisco offense is better. So I think that's a really good price point for me. Thielen is, has been crushing it too. So if, if you can, you know, get someone to bite on that, that needs that bi-week fill in and that guy can hold it out, you know, I'm a little bit nervous about him keeping it going, but you know, but yeah, I think those are all pretty good levels for me. All right, I'm going to do some rapid fire. Um, you tell me which running back you'd prefer, Isaiah Pacheco or DeAndre Swift. I got to go Swift. Wow, that's tough. I think I'd say Swift too. I I agree, Swift. Isaiah Pacheco or Alvin Kamara. I think I'm going with the offense. I'm going Pacheco. I think if it's half PPR, I go Kamara. Agreed. Half PPR or more. I go Camara. Last one, Isaiah Pacheco or Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> Man, <laughs> Zach Moss is, is too good to sit right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> you dropped him last week, Gary. I'd probably go JT. Braden? Rest of season, I would say JT. I think they're easing him back in. I think I go Isaiah Pacheco there. Yeah, it's close for I'm me. Still, I'm too nervous about that situation. Um, and then a guy that I brought up, Adam Thielen, um, let, rapid fire. Uh, let's do some wide receivers that you'd rather have. Are you ready? Yep. 
Adam Thielen or Nico Collins? I'd rather go Nico. I'd go Nico as well. I would. I own Thielen, so I'm a little biased, and I, I don't know. From depends on your team build. I think Nico for for ceiling, Thielen for floor. Um, Adam Thielen or T Higgins? I'm gonna be crazy and say Adam Thielen. <sighs> Braden. I think if Burrow showed out like last week, like he has previous weeks where he looked terrible, I would say probably Thielen. But the fact that Burrow looks a little bit better, I, I'd go T. And you're a biased donor. Um, <laughs> I think How that I, I, I would go T Higgins just off the name value, but, but Adam Thielen's better through five weeks. It's no question. Um, last but not least, Adam Thielen or Christian Watson. I think that's a little bit easier. That's Adam. Brayden? I'd go Christian for the upside. Yeah, Braden, another biased lover of Christian Watson. <laughs> I mean, the the upside's absolutely right with Watson, uh, but love is just they they found the way to get Adam the ball. They just they it's happened. And you you yeah. guys know I've been a feeling skeptic all off. You have you guys you guys one hundred percent have been right. Like I was telling Gary, like I was completely out. Like he has been awesome, and he was the reason for my loss against Zach. One of the big reasons. Um, oh yeah. So, I need to throw my props, but I just, it's really, I just don't see him holding, doing this the entire season. And I'm going to stay the skeptic a little bit. He's got two 20 point weeks, two other weeks above 11. He's got something to uh, prove, man. I'm he's rooting been, for him. Rolling. I love him. I, I take, him. I take Thielen over, um, over Christian Watson there. Um, and Braden, we got one more guy that's rising that you want to talk about. Who, who Who's the name you, you want to bring up? Yeah, I want to bring up George Kittle because I think it can go both ways. Um, you know, as a long time I've in a keeper league, I had I've had George Kittle his entire career. The way to go with Kittle is you have to be able to stomach the one pointers. You have to be able to deal with that. And if you're not able to stomach that, then I think you should trade him for, you know, a decent running back or a wide receiver. But if you're willing to take the lows with the highs, then stick with Kittle. So I saw a lot of people sitting Kittle this week. I wasn't one of them. But it's just it's how it goes with him. So if you're not able to deal with that, then I think you should try to, like I said, trade him for a RB two or a wide receiver two. And a lot of people are looking for an elite tight end that can give them those boom weeks to win them weeks. So I don't. I mean, I'll just open up the floor to you guys. You know, what do you think is a fair offer for George Kittle, um, especially maybe if you're trying to sell him to someone that can't deal with those lows? Garrett's alive because George Kittle was benched this week. Yeah, across all of my um, leagues, I saw it except for mine. I mean, I, I also I also benched him in another league. I still won, so it was okay. Um, but yeah, I I made that same decision, and it's it's tough. I uh, I like Kittle, but this is who Kittle is. You're right. If 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 you can stomach it, you can go for it. But if you're if you can't survive a one week performance from a tight end, then and you need six or seven then you might want to go somewhere else. All right, I'm going to rapid fire some tight ends that you who you rather have, George Kittle or Sam Laporta? Sam Laporta, oh, it's, Sam it's not Laporta. close. Yeah. All right, sure. George Kittle or Dallas Goddard? Yeah. Both had monster weeks. <laughs> I'd Both probably go Goddard. I think he's safer. I'd probably go Kittle because the boom is – I mean, this is the first time I've seen Goddard boom like this, honestly. For he's sure. normally a high floor guy. Like, he doesn't normally score a ton of touchdowns. So, I would take Kittle just because he's shown, like, last year he can be a league winner. Yeah, I take Kittle there as well. Last but not least, uh, <laughs> George Kittle or Johnny Smith? <laughs> George Kittle. 
<laughs> that's the ultimate yin and yang right there. Uh, definitely Kittle. Um, but I will say, like, I brought this up because I think it's for someone that is willing to play the tight end roulette and sell them to get that RB or wide receiver depth if they need them, you know, and, and just play, like, get a Logan Thomas or one of those higher floor tight ends you think that'll get that consistent volume and then just try to supplement your roster with one of those. But, yeah, 100%. I mean, John, Johnny's been good, though. <laughs> Johnny's a beast. Johnny's been, he's got 6, 6, 12, and, and 8. So he's that consistent guy. You could you could move Kittle if someone's really trying to buy him high. All right, let's talk about the guys who are falling, the potential buy lows or sell lows. Garrett, who do you want to bring up? Uh, Tony Pollard, buy low. I mean, this dude is is should be one of the workhorses running backs. Um, he is that good when he gets the ball. Game script has been kind of weird the last two weeks, um, but. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind he's a top. He's an RB1 for sure. He's pro- probably a top six, and I'll take that. I don't think you're going to be able to get him for much less than RB6 price. I mean, people he's got, still he's know he's of, had one of, of bad six. week. He said, he said two. He's, got, he's gotten worse every single week all season he's played. Now, he started off great and had, had good weeks in there, but I mean – I can I can see them selling for the for an, an RB one that's been more consistent. Would you have him or David Montgomery? Would you accept David Montgomery at this point for Tony Pollard? No, I'd keep Tony Pollard. But I I mean it is a legitimate conversation to a certain degree. I mean you're you're right where I I would keep Pollard. But there's a little bit of uh, worry about their offense right now. You know, it, it does not look nearly as effective. And you also wonder if Pollard can handle that that main role, which he, he did it when Zeke, you know, he did it with Zeke. But I, I feel like there is some kind of role issue that's happening, and I think they're going to correct it. But there are some concerns, I think. You know, it's not a given. I, I don't think he's going to be a top three running back this year anymore. I think that's probably out of the picture from the slow start. Yeah, I mean he's an absolute target because he's he's he has had his la- his worst two weeks the last two weeks, um, and so you know maybe you can flip a DK Metcalf and a Brian Robinson or something you know crazy to this owner who needs wide receiver help and a, a serviceable RB two sort of thing, but to have that locked and loaded RB one, I think that they'll figure it out as the season goes on. They they his bad matchups were against good teams. And I mean, yeah, they've got a, a tougher schedule, but it's not that tough. I think Tony Pollard is, is an absolute buy for two RB twos or two wide receiver twos sort of thing. Agreed. Um, I, how about I give you some rapid fire names for, for his running back value, Tony Pollard or Derek Henry. I mean, for me, Pollard. Pollard for me too. Same. Tony Pollard or Saquon Barkley? Still Pollard. Yeah, I'd go Pollard. Agreed. And last but not least, Tony Pollard or Josh Jacobs? I think that's the easiest one. I think I'd go Pollard. I'd go Pollard too. Yeah, exactly. So Pollard holds, he's a tier above this. these guys. I agree, Tony Pollard. But Josh, Josh Jacobs has finally had two good weeks in a row. He's kind of on the opposite trend where he had two bad games and then he's getting better and now he's had two good yeah. weeks. Whereas I got Tony one. Pollard... Okay. What, one what about uh, Tony Pollard or Travis Etienne? 
See, that's 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 close. I mean, ETN just had a, a monster week. week. Um, you, you know that he's capable of doing it. Um, I'd still go Pollard, but that I'd I'd think about ETN. I'd Agreed. Like to see I'd go Pollard. Yeah, I go Pollard as well. I just wanted. To, so, I felt like that was a little like yeah, that was that tension point a little bit. That is that is the closest one yet. Um, all right, let's let's get to some more buy low, sell lows. Garrett or uh, Braden, who who's your guy this week? Oh yeah, I thought uh, a great buy low would be Michael Pittman, um, and that just goes into he's already been doing well with Richardson, and we all know that rookie quarterbacks also mobile quarterbacks. When he had the double rookie mobile quarterback, uh, you know, multiplication or whatever you want to say, it, it it's not usually good for fantasy results. So the fact that we have Gardner Minshew coming in who can support wide receivers, and it's probably going to be for a few weeks. Um, I think Michael Pittman's a great buy low right now. Um, and people are probably still undervaluing him a little bit. Yeah. I mean, with, with Anthony Richardson out, I think that helps Pittman's value. Just there'll be more passes with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Um, so I could see his his productivity going up as well. I think it's a, it's a good buy low target. Garrett, any thoughts? I like Michael Pittman. I think uh, I do think that rookie quarterbacks are showing this year that they can support wide receivers. Um, I think you're seeing that kind of everywhere you see a rookie quarterback so far, um, which is kind of an anomaly this year. But yeah, I think uh, Pittman probably stands to benefit a little bit with Minshew. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I want to just maybe get into some rapid fire here with with, uh, Michael Pittman. Would you rather have Michael Pittman or Marquise Brown? Marquise Brown. I'd be Michael Pittman. Marquise Brown for me. I think like that's a hot take by Brandon. I think it is too. Marquise Brown has just been a a dog. But uh, all right, Michael Pittman or Christian Kirk? I'd probably go Pittman. I'd go I'd go Pittman for the consistent role. Yeah, I. I own Christian Kirk and I probably would flip him for Pittman. So if you are feeling strong the other way, yeah, reach out. Uh, and then Michael Pittman or Zay Flowers. I really want to go Zay, but I'm not going to. It's Pittman. Uh, <laughs> that, is, that is tough. You you want to go for the unknown rookie, you know, what, what can happen. I do think he's a little bit more of a short range guy right at, so far. So I'd go Michael Pittman. I would go Michael Pittman. Last one, bonus one, Jordan Addison or Michael Pittman? I'd go Addison. I think I think this four-week stretch is going to make prove that he, yeah. he belongs. His value skyrocketed, Braden. Absolutely, it did. Yeah, I think if it wasn't for the Jefferson injury, I would say different, but because mm-hmm. of that, yes. Agreed, I'd go Jordan Addison. Last but not least, my guy, James Cook. He, I don't think people are trying to sell him low. Uh, but he had his a bad game last week. James Cook uh, is a guy that I like at running back a lot. So just let's do one quick rapid fire on this guy. Figure out other running backs maybe around him. Uh, would you rather have James Cook or Ramondre Stevenson? Ramondre. <laughs> no, James Cook. You gotta be kidding, Gary. <laughs> Brayden. Uh, I, I. It's a little closer, I think, than you know. But you're betting on the Patriots you know, bouncing back and all that kind of stuff. So I'd go James Cook. I'm going James Cook until I see anything get out of the Patriots. Uh, James Cook or Kyron Williams? <laughs> Kyron Williams. Braden? It, 
that's another tough one because it's it's you know he had his first bad game with Cup, so you wonder how that's going to cannibalize his receiving work because he hasn't been efficient. I might go. I might go James Cook. I would go Kyron, but I could totally see a rest of the season James Cook outscoring Kyron. So at that, maybe that's why you you try to swap those two. Last but not least, James Cook or Joe Mixon. I'm James Cook. Okay, Brayden. I think I'd have to go Joe Mixon. And see there, I'm James Cook. So. Kind of all different RB values here. Fun to see our different perspectives. I think uh, that's helpful. But um, that that's that's all we've got for who's higher. You Nailed fellas, you, yeah, <laughs> great job, everyone. Yeah, we're so Excellent good. Work. Um, well, let's move on to our stone cold picks of uh, week six here. Last week uh, we were do- we did pretty good. We got two for three on starts, two for three on sits, two for three on sleepers, Ooh. and one for three on the random pick, which was which is a tough one. Um, picking the a quarterback to score, you know, the fewest amount of points. I picked Sam Darnold. He had one kneel down. So amazing. I already knew <laughs> you were going to win that when you picked that. I was like, yeah, yeah it's over. <laughs> that right. was my strategy last year, and it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, you'll get burned by it sometimes, but let's get into our stone cold picks, our starts of the week. Um, a guy outside his top 12 at the position that you expect to still have a good week here, Garrett. Um, who's your guy? It's Calvin Ridley. I don't think he should be ranked out of the top 12. Um, I, I think he's a great start every week. Okay. Garrett's just right back on the train after he finally has one good week. Uh, Braden, who's your stone cold start of the week? So I have been a big DeAndre Swift hater historically throughout the off season up to here, but we're here now. We're, you know, I am able to change my opinions, my thoughts based on what's going on. And it is clear that DeAndre Swift is the guy in Philadelphia until he either gets hurt or someone supplants him. So that's a great spot to be in fantasy. They're facing the New York Jets. Um, I think that the Eagles are going to blow him out and DeAndre Swift's going to have a great day. Yeah. I mean, the Jets D looks scary, but they're a bad team. So I, I love the pick. My guy couldn't believe he was outside the top 12, ranked at RB15 before all the rankers get their, their stuff in this week. Is Isaiah Pacheco at home uh, against Denver on Thursday Night Football. The worst um, defense in football by far. The worst defense in football. Terrible against the run, terrible against the pass. Isaiah Pacheco has been getting the rock. Um, automatic start this week. Um, all right, Garrett, who's your sit this week? I'm going with Brees Hall. It's crazy coming off the Denver game, but Denver's just that bad. And then you had a really good running back go against them. He's now going against a tough Philly D. Um, I, I think this one could get out of hand quick. Um, and in which case, they're not running the ball that much. All right. Um, I guess one thing. I could sit him on my bench and guarantee that he goes off against Philly to make your pick wrong, but I feel like I have to start him because I love him. Um, Braden, who's your sit this week? So we're going for another kind of controversial sit for another member of this pod that owns him. I'm going for Brandon Ayuk against Cleveland. Um, Look, it's nothing with the talent. It's nothing with the ability. Um, it's more just obviously Cleveland's a tough defense. They're one of the worst against the the toughest against the pass. 
Um, and then also they're a zone team, which Ayuk's historically a man beater. And then there's just so many what? <laughs> These are some strong <laughs> allegations you're throwing out here. Hey, you guys, I don't know if you dive into the deep, dark web of Reddit, like the deep, dark subreddits, but yeah, people have been telling me firsthand that Brandon Ayuk's a man beater. So watch Whoa. out. No, man coverage beater, you guys. Get your heads out of the gutter. But I know I, uh, you know, he could totally burn me on this one. This is one of those when I put it in, your gut feels a little nervous when you put him down. But I think he's ranked a little high this week. I love when you make these picks because so far you're like, you've only got one wrong. So I love your your bold sits. My guy is a chalk sit. It's Brian Robinson at Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's got a strong <laughs> run <week>. D. <laughs> yeah, I traded him away. Now he's my sit every week. Get out of here, Brian Robinson. Uh, enough said. Garrett, who's your sleeper this week? Well, it was going to be Jordan Addison, but it's Michael Thomas. I mean, dude, Michael Thomas has still been getting great targets um, at Houston. I-, I like him this week. You can't see my face, but I'm confused by the pick. Um, Braden, who's your sleeper this week? I went for Zay Flowers, and that's simply just because of how low he's rated. I don't know if it's um, because of a few bad drops last week. You know, honestly, he hasn't really delivered. He hasn't had that ceiling. It's been about an 8- to 10-point floor. But against Tennessee as the number one receiver, um, I think he's going to finally give you that, you know, maybe not ceiling game, but a good, you know, double-digit game for you. Yeah, great matchup at Tennessee there. My guy, Garrett mentioned him, Jordan Addison at Chicago. Ranked wide receiver 29 before Wednesday. Um, and yeah, with with Justin Jefferson out, that's just so much volume that's going to open up for Addison, who's looked great. Um, he just hasn't had that volume so far through five games. But now it's there. He's, he's going to have a good week. Automatic sleeper pick. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> and then our last one, our uh, unique pick of the week, which non-quarterback will score 25-plus points this week? In half PPR, who's absolutely blowing up? Garrett, Tony Pollard, Braden, Jamar Chase. I got Cooper Cup. He's back. He's looking good. Um, that that's it. We we got our, our Stone Cold picks in. We're we're feeling pretty good. Um, and I, good. I guess before we we get into the munchies, you know, we always got to do our, our our eighth inning. Uh, Dank flex plays. Oh, yeah. So, uh, last week, Garrett went one for five. Braden, two for five. Zach, three and a half out of five. Um, so I, I kind of bounced back. We're all above 50% now. Um, so overall, pretty good Pretty good on the season. That half pick, I picked Dalvin Cook over Javante, and he was out. And you guys both picked Javante. So <laughs> I, didn't, I couldn't give myself the full point. Um, appreciate but, that. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to, to get into this week? Our, our, our five picks of the week. Yep. All right. It's Let's rapid it. fire. I'll go each matchup uh, one at a time. Uh, commanders at Falcons, Brian Robinson or Drake London. Brian Robinson. Braden. I'm going to go Drake London. I'm going to go Drake London too. Um, 49ers at Browns, Debo Samuel or Jerome Ford? Braden said it. They're, they're playing against his own defense. Let's go with Debo Samuel. All right, Braden. 
Uh, I feel like I have to go Debo as well. That's tough. I'm going. I'm going Debo. Clean sweep on on that pick there. Panthers at Dolphins. Adam Thielen or Jalen Waddle? Let's go, baby. It's Adam Thielen. Braden. How dare you do this to me? Um, <laughs> it feels like I should go Adam Thielen, but I want to go Waddle. Uh, I'll go Adam. I'll go Adam Thielen. I'll go Jalen Waddle there. Um, next one: Cardinals at Rams. Marquise Brown or Puka Nakua? Let's keep it rolling, boys. Puka. I'll go Puka as well. I'll go Puka. Not as tough matchup as the Jamar Chase pick a few weeks ago. Um, and then last but not least, Eagles at Jets, Devonta Smith or Brees Hall? I mean, Brees Hall's my sit, uh, Devonta Smith. All right, Braden? Uh, I'll, I'll go Brees. I'm going Brees. Total homer pick. Um, but that's it. Locked and loaded. Dank flex plays for week six. <sighs> well. Do you guys are you guys ready to uh, to get into the munchies? Ah, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's all track down these bags. Uh, maybe throw ourselves on mute, and uh, we'll get into it. We're trying the uh, Tangy Chili Fusion Flaming Hot Cheetos. Well said, Garrett. I won't even repeat it. That's a lot of that's a mouthful, and uh, I'm excited to try it. Here we go. All right, boys. All right. I've well, that been was chomping. What about you? That was um, a flavor profile I feel like I've never had in my mouth before. But it tastes exactly like the words say: tangy chili fusion, flaming hot. Um, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting that tangy chili flavor with some heat. It's quite good. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that different from the regular Flaming Hot. I think these other flavors are not that strong. But okay. the original Flaming Hot's like a 10. Like, it's right. elite. So, elite so like, this is still a great snack. Yeah, I, I mean, Braden? Oh, oh I, I would say, I think there, I prefer this over Flaming Hot because I think there is, like, a pretty... Like I can taste like more of a flavor. Like for me, sometimes flaming hot is very just like the flaming hot flavor. It's like that spicy, and then you get that potato. It doesn't overpower the flavor of the chip or whatever it is. But this adds like a whole like Asian fusion thing. I really like. So I'm this. This to me is over flaming hot. Wow. But I'm also the the one of the group that is less on flaming hot than you two are. Yeah, it's been pointed out before, but I. If I were at a gas station and I saw this and I was feeling adventurous, I would pick this over regular Flamin' Hot Cheetos. If I'm looking for the classic, you know, Flamin' Hot Cheetos might be the pick that night. It's it's kind of like a 50-50, maybe 60-40 original. But the, the, the tangy fusion, that Asian kind of spice that it has, it's there. And so if you're you're looking for just some other flavor, this is this is a great pick. Um I'm a fan. I'm a fan too. Are you guys ready to give it a score out of ten? <laughs> Why not? I want Garrett to lead it off. <laughs> yeah, Garrett's been giving crazy scores all year. Yeah, I mean, my I think my crazy scores come to bite me at times like this because I have stuff and it's better than what I've tried before. Um, 
but in this current mindset, I can't possibly justify giving it a 10. So I'm not going to. Uh, but it's going to be like a 9.5. All right, 9.5. Brayden? I think... I feel like I got to give another 9.7. Back-to-back 9.7s. I think that... Um... I'll split the difference of you two, and I'll go with 9-6. Absolutely elite snack, back-to-back weeks. We've tried the Flamin' Hot. I guess the pot is a supporter. Um, but if, if you like any Flamin' Hot snacks, the last two weeks, trying the Doritos Flamin' Hot Limon, and this week the Flamin' Hot Cheetos with Tangy Chili Fusion, they're, they're, they're home runs. You got to try them. It's out of the pack. <laughs> well it's uh it's been great to talk to you boys tonight i mean we're, we're on the shorter end here of a an average podcast but is there anything that else that you guys wanted to recap for the week or or vikings or anything i mean let's just uh not go vikes i guess i mean <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't see the point winning this game if especially if we lose this one in chicago i think how could you not embrace the tank if you're one and five? You just lost to a, you're the lowest in your division. I I mean, I don't think Tr- Kirk's going to take a no trade clause and and be willing to be traded somewhere if we're going to get anything of value for one year of Kirk without the guarantee of extension. But if you can get rid of Kirk at this point and just tank, why not? I mean, we have the Niners the following week. That's that's a loss. It's a prime time game. That's so, yeah, I mean, you're playing the Bears this week. A loss is huge for your draft stock because you're going to have to tank once you start out one and six. Like, you, it's your only option. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that we're going to lose against the Bears, but we definitely could with how we're playing. And it's it gets interesting. But, let, yeah, I mean, you brought it up, Garrett. This is, this is really what I want to know. Do you guys think that Kirk Cousins – the family man living in Minnesota. He's got that beautiful house on the lake and, you know, all that stuff. Do you think he's going to waive his trade clause to go somewhere else, even if people ask him to do it? That's my real question with this whole thing. Cause I, I it makes total sense, but I just don't, I'm skeptical if, if cousins will actually waive his no trade clause, but I want your money talks. Trade. Money does money talk. Talks. And so if he gets an extension with whatever team trades for him, He's going there in a heartbeat. He was going to sign with the Jets, and then the Vikings offered more money. Or actually, it was less, but he got a huge deal in free agency. And he came to the Vikes. And I don't know. I think that we're going to offer him a big contract this upcoming season. If he doesn't want to test free agency next year, he can totally just lock up a long-term deal with a trade right now. I think that's that's enough incentive to to get a, a trade done with a team that wants to compete right now. Yeah, I think I think it has to come with an extension because I don't think the Vikings do it then either because they're not going to get anything worth what they could if a team was like fully going to commit to them. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, I I hadn't necessarily thought about the you know the commitment to an extension because money talks for Kirk big time, um, and that's the question. Are you know? are these targets going to be able to shell out a 30 plus million dollar contract? It'd probably be 35 for him. That's, that's probably what he'll be looking for. Um, 
So that's that's the real question too. Like I don't think the Jets are in a position to do that, and that's one of the popular targets. So it'll be interesting to see. But it, I think there's you know it's not as clear cut as some people you know in the media narrative make it make it sound or people on Twitter. You know? But what if like Tua gets hurt or something this week? You know, like the longer you hold on, the the more potential something like that happens, and you think you're a quarterback away, you you might make that move. For sure, for sure. It's just the big cap hit. It's like a big cap. You know, he's going to ask for 30. He's making 30 million right he's gonna now. He's going to ask for 40. He's going to be asking for 40. He's going to be asking for a top quarterback dollar, and he gets it every time. That's true. It's crazy. He, but It's Kirk's world. We're all just living in it. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> that guy's making so much money. It's insane. <laughs> not not faulting him for it, but it's crazy. Like He's been uh, playing the market like a pro his entire career. Yeah. I'm I'm ready to say goodbye. I think that a unique situation will have to to pop up for us to actually start making the trade offers, and then for Kirk to waive his no trade clause. But I mean, once the Vikings make that first step, I think that's all it's going to take to to actually move them. Do I think they're actually going to take that step this year? No, we're the freaking Vikings. So never. <laughs> this tank. is all just wishful wishful talking right now. It is until something real happens. Um, <laughs> that's a great way to end it. <laughs> it. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Honestly, um, I, I hope I hope you guys enjoyed doing this uh, early in the week. You know, we get to watch a Thursday night football game uninterrupted for once, maybe, or just have a free Thursday night. So, I uh, hope you guys have a good week. Good luck in fantasy this week, and until next time, uh, later, dudes. Later, dude. Later, dudes.